Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The rookie QBs keep giving us hope. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Chair of the Don't Draft Kickers Committee. And with me, as always, is AJ. I told you Isaiah Simmons was a hit. Marchese. Ah, uh, that this is not the week to say that to me, Rob. Yeah, you sound uh, like you've got no words for us today. Um, but we will be talking about all the NFL rookies who thrived and struggled in Week Seven. So let's hit it. Seven. 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 rounds in heaven with my baby driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take full advantages of all their great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we jump into NFL rookie talk, some sad news, especially for AJ. The 2021 East-West Shrine Game is officially canceled. Very sad news. Uh, first of all, I, I love it because it gets to showcase the Trop, and that's my favorite stadium in all sports. <laughs> Uh, but like on a on a realistic note, it, it sucks very much for those you know day three UDFA guys that go there and get a chance to shine. And uh, I don't know, it's always a fun week, and I uh, I'm not surprised at all. I, I fully expect the senior bowl to get canceled as well, but uh, it does suck. Well, the the twenty if you look back, the 2020 East West Shrine Game roster is like one of the best I think over the last 20 years or so. And uh, there was so many guys who actually did get drafted off those rosters. Yeah. And two of the best rookies this year both played in it. Michael Nwenu and James Robinson were both at the East-West Shrine game. And I remember Nwenu being considered the best guy there. Yeah. And like that's when he really started to build a name for himself. And obviously, he's been one of the best rookies this year. And so, yeah, it really sucks for those those kind of fringe day three UDFA type of guys who, who can do enough down in Tampa to kind of solidify themselves as a as a sixth seventh round 
type draft pick. Yeah, because there's always a couple guys like you know that the obvious riser guys, but then even so, even more so like. I'm sure just making connections between scouts and stuff from uh, from the player's perspective to like push a guy like you said from a UDFA to a late round pick or like even just finding a, a landing spot with a team as a UDFA, right? And maybe the Jaguars were uh, all in on James Robinson that week and it, it paid off in in strides. And I remember Robinson's hype. It's not like it was big hype, but his name first uh, started kind of coming out of that week. So. Um, We'll see what happens with the PA Bowl and the, and the Senior Bowl, but my hopes are uh, really low. Yeah, and we, we talked about how this past draft was going to be the the strangest um, or, or, like, sketchiest almost it, ever. And, and this upcoming one's looking like, because obviously COVID's still impacting everything, Yeah, this upcoming one looks like it's going to be even more so because, look, we lose the East West Round game, we're probably losing the PA Bowl, we're probably losing the Senior Bowl. The college football season's been shortened, and yeah. there's been a lot of guys who've opted out uh, and declared. And, and then on, t- on top of that, we don't know what's going to happen with the NFL Combine, whether they're actually going to be able to go forward with it or if they're going to have to go forward with it with less people. Like, there's so much up in the air. Um, it's going to be super, super strange, weird to track. And uh, speaking of college guys opting out, we had two more opt out and declare for the draft this week. Uh, Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill and Duke corner Mark Gilbert. Uh, start with Hill, AJ. <laughs> Hill, I, I wasn't the highest on in the summer. And then he looked good in the passing game and then the Mike Leach attack the week one when we all bought in. And then uh, <laughs> that offense fell apart. So apparently he just wasn't happy with the coaching staff, which it never felt like a perfect perfect relationship there anyways perfect fit and after week one i was hopeful but um yeah it just fell apart not not the biggest yeah. fan like i said but we'll see mike leach ran that thing into the ground as fast <laughs> as anyone's ever done anything um yeah that, that he cut like hill obviously fine pass catcher wasn't necessarily known for it coming into the year led the sec in rushing last year and then enter the air raid and Basically, all his touches are coming as a pass catcher, and, and you can understand why a running back, um, with some of the hype he has, because I think for some people, not not I don't think for either of us, but some people see him as a top 100 type running back. Yeah. And, and then to have average like three to five carries a game, you can understand why he's upset, and obviously, especially when their rate is not really working in the SEC <laughs> at this point. Um, I mean, I, I totally get it. The, that program is, I don't know, I love Mike Leach. I own his book. But but the whole Mike Leach experience has unfolded in under two months, and uh, <laughs> who who knows if uh, Mississippi State will will be regretting the decision. Um, and then with Duke or with Mark Gilbert and Duke, he he's an interesting guy because like three years ago he was a legit like there was some hype around him. Yeah, what a six, seven he, interceptions he had, or something three years ago. Yeah, and and, and just injury after injury. Um, yeah. Like, I think he missed all of 2018. It was a bad hip. Then he tore his ACL in 2019, I think. And then only played two games before opting out this year. Um, but in 2017, he's all the ACC. Six picks, 15 pass deflection. He's a long... Um, well, he, he he's six one, and, and he was really fluid back then. It obviously, it's been some time. And I, I'm pretty sure he's Darrell Reeves' cousin. Yeah. Um, and, like, when I watched him... Three years ago, two years ago, I had a draftable grade. Like, he's a day three guy, but obviously everything with him is going to come down to medicals. Um, 
That's... I have a hard time seeing a guy with that type of medical history yeah. and who, who's only played in four games in the last three years getting drafted. But, hey, this this season's going to be unlike any other, so who knows? I agree, but it, it just, like, it adds to the wildness of, like, what we what we just talked about of what this class is going to be. Because, like, what a – I don't know. Just That's going to that's be such a weird evaluation. And uh, Yes. But, again, I, I don't know. Maybe – if you know, if a bunch of seniors uh, take that extra year, COVID year, whatever they're calling it, um, maybe teams are gonna fall back on a guy that that looks good like that. I'm not saying early, but maybe in in the late rounds you take a shot at someone like that that showed potential. I don't know, man. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be weird and interesting, man. <laughs> Very much so. Um, and the other thing to note with the Gilbert thing is he he's a redshirt senior, and mm-hmm. because of that COVID extra year he like technically declares for the draft and that's gonna have to happen with every player this year yeah yeah aj's worst nightmare yeah it's i'm already dreading it that what is it the early january when we're getting ready for the divisional round or whatever and all these guys the declaration deadline it's usually about like january 20th or something like that yeah anyway it doesn't really matter let's talk about the guy let's talk about the guys who have now Entered the NFL, and uh, look at some of these Week Seven rookies. And and let's start with the QB rundown. Uh, You you had that Bengals Browns game. I had the Chargers Jags. So why don't you start us off with uh, Joe Cool Burrow? Yeah, and I had the Cowboys Washington game. We'll get there in a bit on Ben DiNucci, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I uh, actually no. I'll start with Ben DiNucci. He had as many sacks as completion uh, as passing attempts. So there you go, three. Uh, (laughs) Anyways. I think Burrow just looked like he has all year long, man. He, he Another 400-yard passing game where he threw the ball 47 times, uh, completed 35 of them, just, like, composed as hell. He, he had the Bengals in the position to win. He, I mean, he really won that game, and then Baker pulled it off. But uh, making plays off script, we saw that on the game winning should have been drive. Uh, also on the same drive, converted a third and 11 in a, on a draw, which has been deadly for the Bengals this year when they've called it, and I think – Joe's been uh, audible in two at the line, which is great. Um, and then <laughs> classic, like this year, when he got sacked, it was happening within a second of the snap, and he had no chance, and it, it happened frequently. Um, I think, like, the positive thing, like, uh, it was a great game. It was, and this is what he's kind of been – it's back to the week one to four, bro, right? But positively, I, I think he threw the ball downfield probably the best he's done all year, and, like, I think that's the one thing we haven't gotten consistently from Joe Burrow. Um, and this Bengals offense. And it was just a lot of more like, it wasn't like, it, it's not like Herbert with that vertical passing attack where he's hitting one every single game and it, it's going for 70 yards to Jalen Guyton or whatever. It's more like, you know, 25 yards sideline throw to Higgins or AJ Green or whatever like that. I, I think they just got to keep building around him and letting him do those things more consistently. Um, and then the one pick was, you know, it was just bad at the line in the red zone, but uh, it, it got deflected. It was kind of bad luck. But, all in all, a really good performance. Um, really, it's impressive that he's got the Bengals in it every single week because without him, uh, this team looks really bad. Even though, like, there's bits there, but uh, it's, it's not great right now. Yeah, from what I saw of uh, Joey B, he, uh, th- they continue to really focus on using that, um, that five-wide yep. heavy shotgun offense. And he just, he seems so confident and he just sits back and he dissects. 
not everything's going far, far downfield, but he is pushing it more downfield. Yeah. Uh, it feels like as the season progresses outside of that, outside of that Baltimore game, and, and he's doing it well, pretty frequently under fire. Um, yeah, I, I think outside of Jonah Williams, you don't really necessarily see it, the rest of that offensive line as being long-term answers. Um, no, and it's nice to see that, that connection he's kind of developed with T. Higgins. Uh, yep, he really seems to trust him on the, those outside throws, like corners and sideline routes. Um, and, and then obviously Tyler Boyd to the side, and then they're doing all this without Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, and yeah, the the pick was I don't know, just a nice bat at the line by Denzel Ward, and then the strip sack was. It's hard to put that on him behind that offensive line. I, I mean. They're they're not winning a whole heap of games, but I think that's ultimately a good thing this year. Uh, get that high draft pick. Maybe you end up with Panay Sewell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I would be so happy if I'm a Bengals fan. Joe Burrow's shown more. I feel like as a rookie than Andy Dalton showed his entire career in Cincinnati. <laughs> and Andy Dalton's a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I I you know you're totally right. Like Andy Dalton wouldn't have the Bengals in these games. Exactly. Exactly. So. And, Joe, Joe Burrow did everything he could to win this game. It just came down to Donovan Peoples-Jones. The GOAT. He's got that, yeah, the GOAT. He's got the Big Ten blood, and uh, he, he won it. Baker Mayfield um, completed moving, like 22 consecutive passes or something insane. It, it, was, it was 21, and his first incompletion was a spike. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's so, that's crazy. Um, Moving to Justin Herbert, also had a phenomenal game. It, it's crazy that these two both have four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um. Her- Herbert, once again, uh, had that Jalen Guyton downfield connection. Uh, <laughs> Trey Herndon's got to be the worst starting corner in the league. Yeah. Every time I watch the Jaguars, he's getting cooked. Um, and then, like, but yeah, poor, Her- poor Chris Claybrook's playing way too much, too. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, yeah, his, his, he's so ultra-aggressive. He hit uh, two different tight ends for touchdowns, Donald Parham and Virgil Green. He gives these big body guys just a shot. He puts it – the ball placement he has is phenomenal. Both – both uh, specifically that Parham one. Yeah. He just put it where his big boy could go up and get it. Parham's like 6'7". Um, he's just always looking to take that like the downfield shot. Uh, he looks so competent and confident in that in – that, like they, they go so much vertical game off play action. And he just looks – so at home, uh, I know it was the Jaguars, but uh, like they, they, he's doing all this with zero run game. Yeah. Uh, more on that in a bit. Uh, but zero run game outside of his own legs. He had a nice, I think it was a 34-yard run. Uh, then I mentioned he ran for a touchdown as well. Like Both these guys have shown through six, five, six games that they're the exact guy they need to be. Like, I mean, Joe Burrow is... He had high expectations, but considering what was around him uh, in Cincinnati, I, th- I think it's pretty impressive how quickly he's reached those expectations. And Herbert overall has just exceeded everything because so many people on draft Twitter specifically, like, it, he was so polarizing. He was a lot like Josh Allen coming out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, like, again, it, I think we said it going back multiple years, but the Oregon offense was so bad that they just didn't let him do what he, he does well. as all that fucking short passing game. So, like, it's, like, two things. Like, one, the Oregon coaching staff's got to be like, wow, we're kind of stupid. And two... No, Marcus Arroyo is a genius. He's got UNLV cooking. Go, yeah, go Rebs. Um, and two, it kind of... Doesn't it kind of make you wonder why... I mean, I guess not, but, like, 
Herbert probably should have been starting week one. But it's hard to say that. Yeah, but that with, with, uh, with no preseason. Right? I, th- I, 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 there's also always the thing like you don't know until they play in a real game. So who knows how many reps? First of all, maybe the the whole plan was to sit him for a while, right? Yeah. Like he might not have been taking that many t- first team reps. And like Terod's good enough that you could watch him uh, with the the kind of the wide receivers in that offense and practice and be like, yeah, we could, we could win games with this. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, let let's let's let Herbert. Um, mature marinate yeah <laughs> and the other thing is like maybe he's just a fucking gamer maybe he gets in a game he just hits another level right like some guys can't get it up for practice yeah that was like my me? problem i was i would have been in the I, league I could, oh, but you couldn't get it up for practice no i'm not a practice guy at all see i was a sick practice guy get me a game and i was a fucking liability it, it never made like playing offensive and defensive line it never made sense to me it's like why am I trying to like ruin this guy? He's my teammate. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, does, it never computed for me, Rob. That was my issue. See me, I just want to make my teammates look silly. <laughs> it's the only thing that I get excited about. Uh, Slap on the butt from coach. <laughs> Sick. Uh, yeah, we'll see if Ben DiNucci starts this week, Rob. That that'll be exciting to see. Hey, we will have Tua on this on this docket next week. Yeah, that's that's way more exciting than Ben which, DiNucci. Which makes me wonder. Um, Will Tua be more heavily scrutinized than he should be as a rookie quarterback just because these two have been such instant successes? Probably, and especially that the Dolphins are playing well. Like they're they're in a position to make a run at the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it'll I, be I th- unfairly, but probably, yeah, yeah, it, it'll be uh, interesting because I, I think at this point, if you were to put your top three offensive rookie of the years at this point in the season, it's hard to take, um, hard to have. Uh, I can't speak today. It's hard not to have both these guys in yes. that top three. Agreed, for sure. Like I think it's these guys and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, for sure. And now, like, like, yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Uh, okay, so who's your offensive rookie of the week? I gave it to Joe Burrow, but in the sake of going somewhere else, uh, I'm going to say Antonio Gibson, who had another terrific game, man. Uh, 128 yards on only 20 carries, and he's kind of just gashing that Dallas defense. They didn't look good. Uh, 56 of his yards were after contact. But that, that six and a half yards per carry, that's that's terrific. And Gibson, I think I called him ahead a couple weeks ago. He went, what, 66 or something? Uh, yeah. I was too, too low on him. I, I, I think I had a more like a fourth-round guy. And it wasn't like I was critical of him going that high, but it was a bit surprising. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. you had to ease him in a bit and have a plan for him. And it was different than with – well, you, they thought they had Darius Geis, right? It, but. It, it's hard to evaluate him as a running back when <laughs> – 90% of his snaps are coming out of the slot. I, uh, I think he's had more carries and, and, this year than he did at Memphis or something like that. Yeah, well, like, it was – I remember that one game he had, like, three carries for 150 yards. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of his touches would come schemed. So, like, it was clear, like, he could be something, um, but you didn't know for sure. Well, it's funny that both him and Tony Pollard were – more receivers than running backs now. Mm-hmm. Both running backs in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, and the best running backs on their team. Yeah, correct. Uh, I I I wasn't as cool as you. I just put Justin Herbert again for offensive rookie of the week. I didn't have anybody like outstanding enough. I guess if I were to pick someone else, I probably would pick James Robinson. Uh, the <laughs> Who we're going to talk back. about later, anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean. He's carrying that Jags offense. Yeah. He 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 went for one nineteen, uh, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Gardner Minshew ain't it? No. But I I also don't understand the move for like benching him for Mike Lennon. What's the point of that? 
right? Like, if you're going to banish him, bench him for Jake Luton so we can talk about the loot man uh, on this show. But otherwise, like, if you're trying to win, Mike Glennon's not going to help you win better than Gardner Minshew. And if you're not trying to win, Gardner Minshew's doing the job. Yeah, exactly. Again, as we've mentioned, at the very least, you've got a long-term great backup quarterback. At the most, exactly. At the most, maybe you're trading him for something because at this point, I think we know he's he's not a long term starter though. Yeah, for sure. And, and just like this, I really enjoyed watching this Jaguars <coughs> Chargers game, um, partially because Justin Herbert's just a blast. But it, it's fun to watch this, like James Robinson, knowing it, this guy played at um, Illinois State. State. Yeah. Go Cardinals. Um, and, and he's been an instant success. He's tough as hell. He runs so fucking hard. And, uh, like, the fact that he's already better than whatever Leonard Fournette was supposed to be for this team. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Like, like I I don't know. I, I will never draft a running back again. That's my takeaway. I was wa- also watching Philip Lindsay out, outplay Melvin Gordon in Denver. Correct. And Melvin Gordon was a first-round pick. And Philip Lindsay was undrafted. So, I will never draft a running back again. Hey, hey, said it for years. Lindsay and Robinson, two guys we said should get drafted though, and weren't. So what we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, that's wow, geniuses. Um, <laughs> I I legitimately will put this take out there. I wouldn't take a running back. Like obviously, I wouldn't take a running back in the first round, but I wouldn't take one in the second round either. Okay, and then next year you're gonna eliminate the third round, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm just I'm just working backwards. <laughs> but I mean, look, Antonio Gibson's been was a third round pick. Yeah. You can get these guys in the third round. Yep. You right. Can. You can look at like. J.K. Dobbins riding the bench in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> but he Tom shouldn't Taylor be. Sucks. He shouldn't be. Dobbins looked really no, good. I know. So. He, I, he, he has. I, I think hopefully in the back half of the season they, they start to. They're saving him. You're right. Yeah. He pr- to run wild on the Steelers this weekend to break my fucking. I bet you will be. Uh, I bet you will be. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, okay. Who's, who's your defensive rookie? Hey, hey, Rob. It's another week where I didn't have a standout uh, really at all. So I'm going to give it to a guy that's been a standout this year, Antoine Winfield Jr. I've, Go I've decided you just don't know how to watch defense. <laughs> Probably not. I'm bad at it live. And ne- next year, next year you'll handle all the offensive rookies. I'll handle all the defensive rookies. <laughs> okay, that'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be awful for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm giving it to the Windman because he got his first career pick. It was a nice diving one, and he didn't give up anything in coverage. So. Uh, that's that. That feels like he's just Mister. Like okay, the big plays from him obviously come on the blitzes. Yeah, but those almost overshadow just how competent he is as a cover guy. Yeah, like he doesn't ever give up anything. It doesn't seem. No, like. uh, there was the one. What game was it? I think it was a night game earlier in the week two or three. Yeah, he did have. Yeah, I know. But it was yeah. like a miscommunication between him and the other uh, corners, whoever it was. So. It's like yeah, like you just said. It's it's he hasn't had any of these big, uh, you know, fuck up plays that we've seen even from the better rookie corners and, and yeah. safeties. So easily the most consistently good um, DB among rookies for sure. Um. Okay, my might shock you. Huh? Oh, I'm supposed yeah, to, I'm supposed to save ready. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Devon Hamilton is my defensive rookie. Of the Holy week. shit! Okay, that, that's isn't that? Uh, see, I thought it might. He is. Awesome. So every time I watch a Jaguars game, like I always like put his name down in, in my good column, mm-hmm. but it's never like a super flashy thing. And I don't think I've I have even brought him up yet. No. Um, this week the Chargers could not run the football. He's just clogging, absolutely clogging the middle of the defense, and like kind of being the the Derek Brown, but you got him in the later round. <laughs> um, 
and uh, like Josh Kelly had nowhere to go. Justin Jackson had nowhere to go. He he was all, like just eating space. He's he's a, he's massive too. Right, he's six yeah. four three twenty. I, I do think in the draft process, people said like, if you want the third round version of Derek Brown, here it is. Um, but what really set it apart was what he was adding as a pass rusher. Mm. He was pushing the pocket pretty consistently. He got two big hits on Justin Herbert. Um, the pa- like he's never gonna be like a big sack production guy, obviously, but you can see the power he he can bring with the bull rush, and when he gets good leverage, he he can push the pocket, especially in a one on one. Um, he's doing a lot of what Derek Brown's doing, uh, but in the third round. So, if I remember correctly, I was trying to focus on him in the first couple of weeks, and he just wasn't getting on the field that much. So, no, I know. Uh, well, I think they've started to like more on Chase on later, but his snap count way dropped dramatically. Oh, so, poor guy. I think. I think um, they're kind of finally starting to figure out that that front rotation. Oh, poor Chase on, yeah. Uh, who's the worst rookie you saw? Speaking, speaking of, of Chase on. <laughs> speaking of poor guys, I went to Andrew Thomas again. Uh, I feel bad for it, but when you're getting worked by fucking Nathan Gary, Jerry, I still don't know how to say his name. That that's that's not good, man. It's like. I think he gave up multiple sacks and maybe like just to put my hand up. He's also mine. Okay, like it's correct. You're you're right. We pat ourselves on the back. Like, like there there, I, 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 I there wasn't like any obnoxiously bad performances outside of his. I honestly, I, I think you're right. Like even like the usual suspects that we kind of shit on, they weren't that bad. <laughs> so like like Diggs Diggs wasn't that bad, but they barely threw the ball. Anyways, well, hey, hey, Terry McLaurin killed him. Yeah, the but like on one, one, one time. The rest, like that's good for Diggs. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thomas was really bad. I I don't know how many sacks he actually got credit. I I, I think for sure too, and he like was the cause for at least two more. Like just off the top of my head here, uh, it was it was bad. I thought, yeah, I thought, the, me- I thought the J- the Jerry one I think is like the low light the, of his season. One hundred percent. Yeah, like, that's like the worst starting defensive player in the NFL. <laughs> he's a safety. Like, like fuck, basically. Um, Isn't he, he's a he's the president of Nebraska. He is. Uh, I thought hopefully like he was gonna bounce back a bit because like the benching seemed to wake him up a little bit like you know the pseudo benching for Matt Pert but uh, yeah it didn't he was fucking bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the direction of this Giants team is. Joe Judge doesn't seem like the guy. I will say that every week. Daniel Jones also doesn't seem like the guy. Uh, he's faster than Lamar Jackson. He's fast as fuck. They got to do that. Like they, they have been doing it more often the last couple of weeks, but they got to just keep going to it. It works. The zone I reader. don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, but, like, I, I don't know what you do. Like, you can't bench him. No. But, like, he's getting worse. Yeah. So you're just fucked. I like. I think the only thing is you you keep playing him, let him like just get game experience and be terrible. But like you have to fire Dave Gettleman, you have to fire Joe Judge. Like you have to clean clean stat. And the Giants have a history of kind of Holding not firing people. Yeah, like I mean Ben McAdoo should not have been a head coach in the NFL in general. Um, That's bad. That yeah. Honestly, very much. right now I don't think they're gonna fire Joe Judge. I, but do you think they would fire Dave Gettleman and then let, like, which I, I think is always the mistake is to bring a GM and force a head coach on him because yeah. it generally just doesn't work out. Like, the best move is to hire a GM and head coach 
in, in unison. Tandem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. Like I don't think Dave Gettleman's gonna get fired either because you're just too invested at this point. Yeah. Like he he drafted Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Andrew Thomas back to back to back years, and like obviously Saquon's great, but you shouldn't take a running back there. And what's yeah. what's I, I know this off topic. But what's Daniel Jones's leash? You think? Like not like like is it one more year and if it, if he's not good next year it's it's all over. Well, I think it it, it just is so dependent on Gettleman. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Like, cause like I I I don't like even if they ended up with the number one pick, I don't think they if Dave Gettleman's their GM, I don't think they're taking Trevor Lawrence. I agree, but like, which I think is obviously the wrong move, but that's just Dave Gettleman being Dave Gettleman. Maybe like if they end up first, there's like. I don't know. The Mars just, just takes such a backseat. But, like, in this draft, like, with Trevor Lawrence staring at you, it, that's too much pressure to not take him. Like, and, like, I, yeah, it feels but like Gettleman. I, I know, but it feels like every owner in the league is going to be like, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> no, not Steve Tisch and not John Mara. John Mara is busy watching his daughters be in movies. <laughs> they haven't been in it much lately, to be honest. I saw a trailer hey, for Hey, come on, come on. Rooney's and some, uh, no, did Kate's you not see Fanix, Fantastic Four was sick. Oh shit, it was. That's a good point. R- Rooney Mara is the better uh, actor because she's named after the Rooney family. Alrighty, my other worst rookie is Sam Sloman. Oh uh, yeah, who got cut? He got cut. <laughs> but like, I don't understand drafting kickers, but I super don't understand drafting kickers and holding on to them when they clearly lose through training camp and then they're like not good through the season and you wait till week seven to cut them i think it's literally just the sunk cost fallacy no no it 100 percent is yeah. it's the sunk kicker fallacy <laughs> let's write a paper um, on it but yeah oh well your fumble you last sam sloman i'll at, never at, forget your your matching career at least i <laughs> know that's true at least it didn't cost them like like they're five and two it's you know it's no big deal yeah i know i know i was thinking about that too like he's it's more been just annoying i think for rams fans <laughs> rather than yeah. right like yeah, yeah. anyway who, who's your prime time star rob you know i gotta give it to him baby fucking isaiah simmons played what five snaps oh, wow respect i'm i got another one i just but like i uh, we had to talk about him right five oh snaps. I, I was gonna i was gonna put him for looks like a hit <laughs> sick i just looked at my big board and he was third player on my big board and i don't feel good about myself i don't hey you should had that sick game ceiling winning whatever you You see him you see him pepper that that a gap drop and read rust for the pick made a big athletic play look like brian Urlacher out there like that's a that's a fucking hit yeah um hey he did win the game i don't know he played yeah five snaps had game winning interception maybe i was thinking like maybe this builds momentum to him playing more but also probably not but hey it's nice to at least like he's he's now done more than some other rookies it's true i mean he looks good it was a nice play yeah, yeah, he was using all six four of that length and <laughs> those, those safety ball skills. Um, uh, I'm, my my yeah, my prime time starts from the same game. Okay, it's your boy Damian Lewis. Yeah, I was gonna choose him too. There, well, there wasn't like any big sexy prime time performance. There was some nice performances, but yeah, uh, Damian Lewis just mauls people. He does, and, and even on the play that he he got temporarily hurt, and you. You were like your heart was broken until mm-hmm. he came back. Um, like that was a great play by him too, just getting out in front and the, clearing, on the triple clearing option. the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a sick play. They got to run. Um, he's just every every time I watch him, 
And he's getting better in pass protection, yep. dude. That's the other thing. He is. Because obviously at the start of the year, he was a phenomenal run blocker, but you, you could see the shortcomings in pass protection. And uh, he, he just, I don't know, he's one of those guys, one of these guards in this rookie class that just looks going to start for a decade and be exactly. great. Yeah, huge hit for them. Um, I'll, I'll throw my other one in here. And like you said, no flashy performances, but Jalen Johnson had a, like a, a quiet night, which is a good night for a corner. Like, they just didn't throw his way. I think they only targeted him like three or four times, and he gave up like two for fucking 15 yards or something. Uh, Bears were bad, but uh, just another good game for Jalen Johnson. Uh, just nothing was coming kind of good was coming his way. Um, I think he got a, a pass deflection, but yeah, it, it was he, it, it was a soft week for rookies in prime time. He did. Ha- he had the pass deflection on that. Like maybe it was pi play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. He just but. When you see all these other corners just getting toasted in every game, I just, I like, I'm starting to fall in love with the guy because he just looks like, and he fits so well on that really good Bears defense, but he just looks like he's been in the league for so long. He, he there's rarely like a rookie, an actual rookie mistake from him. Yep. He, he's been Mr. Consistent among, like, he, I, I, it feels like almost every week he's not one of the five best rookies, but on the season he is just because he's so consistent. No, that's, that's a good point for sure. Right, like, but uh, yeah, love watching that guy. Uh, underwhelming performance. Who do you hate to watch it? No, I, it's a guy I love to watch, Rob. But it was probably his worst game. Mackay Becton. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a bad game, but it, honestly, uh, it just looks like being on that Jets team and hitting that. Oh my God, this team fucking sucks. What am I doing out here? Rookie Wall is starting to hit him a bit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like he's still powerful as hell, but he would just. Well, wasn't... he's also been banged up yep. too, right? Yep, exactly. But it just like not sustaining his blocks like usual. Gave up a sack. Uh, had a false start. Was a like wasn't bad. It like not a bad game, but it was his worst. But he's been really good. Um, I don't think credit with any pressures, but it was a little sh- uh, any other pressures I should say, but it was a little shaky in pass pro. I think, like, like it's like Andrew Thomas. He's been bad, and the offensive line has been bad, and the team's been bad. Where Becton's been the opposite. He's been good, but still, the offensive line is brutal, and the team's even worse, probably. So, just hitting right. that hitting that wall, I think it's it's just hard for a rookie. Because, like, it's not like he was beating the world up at Louisville or anything, but it just... It must be a shitty situation where he's maybe the... He's probably the best player on the fucking team right now, so... Um, yeah, just not 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 the greatest performance against a Bills front that has done nothing all year pretty much. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll come back, but it was maybe a sign of just oh god. Where I, 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 also maybe it's because he's been so good, right? That yeah, you yeah. now just expect him to be oh, yeah. playing at this like Pro Bowl level each oh, week. Like it's yeah. Versus exactly. my guy, okay, my guy here, Clavon Chisson. <laughs> Who's been bad. He's so fucking bad. But the snap count went down this week. But, like, he just has zero impact. Every, I, I've said this every week for now, I think seven weeks. So, like, yeah. it's probably annoying to listen to each week. But it's just – I, I they, it's a combination of he, – he's clearly has not developed at all since joining the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and they don't deploy him that well. No. Um. And it's been up until this point, it was been like, it felt like it was just go out there, kid, make a play type mm-hmm. talk to him. And now the snap count's coming down and, and it's not like the Chargers have a world beating offensive line, um, but he couldn't do anything. Um, meanwhile, teammate Devon Hamilton's wrecking the world on the inside. Josh Allen hey. looks really good. 
But Joey so. Joey Bosa's out there after the game teaching him up. Yeah, well, maybe that'll help. That that was cool. Tom Bali used to do that. So <laughs> Tom Bali, I love Tom underrated, Bali. Underrated, I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, hey, Tom, Tom Bali was like four or five Pro Bowls. Um, who looks like a hit for you? This is like not one that I'm patting myself on the back too much. He, he, I had him pretty much right where he went. Harrison Bryant, Sick. baby. Austin Hooper. That's was as out. good a hit as you can have. You were right about the pick. Yeah, Austin Hooper was out. Uh, he came in four catches, fifty-six yards, two TDs, uh, breaking tackles after the catch. Looked good in the open mm-hmm. field with the ball in his hand, making dudes miss, uh, blocking well enough, like a good blocking performance. Not great, but good. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's not like I'm patting myself on the back, but like first touchdown, nice release to win on the goal line. Got out there on the on the quick out there, catch the ball. Yeah, the against Von Bell. Against Von Bell. And then the second one had to actually go down for a slanted catch. It's something I always like to keep my eye on for to test how you know bendable and athletic a tight end is if they can go down and make catches because a lot of them can't. So I like to see that. And yeah, um, you 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 said something as I was typing this out. I swear, you want to call your shot on the podcast? You're you're gonna save it just for uh just for us. He's following the Mark Andrews path mm. to success. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Jogu had his touchdown finally, but he's apparently not happy there. Hooper's like a tight end too, anyway. So, yeah, it, it might be uh might be the Tim Boyle and the the Mark Andrews with the Hooper and Brian. Well, there you go. I remember I remember with Andrews coming to Oklahoma, he was a little bit polarizing because of his how how yep. he was used. Right, he was just jumbo slot. Harrison Bryant played a really similar role at FAU. Yep. They both won the John Mackey. They're they're both long, but not like the most filled out frames. I think um, I think the difference going into the group where like I think I, I whiffed on Andrews a bit. I was I was too low. I, I again I kind of had him where he went, but I was still too low. Um, Brian tested pretty poorly. Uh, I think that was. I was gonna difference. say that Andrew, Andrews is a better athlete for sure. Yeah, but uh, the, it's yeah. the I think ultimately it's the ball skills and the route running for mm-hmm. tight ends that make them both. Well, Andrew's one of the best now. Yeah. And, uh, Bryant looks like he's going to be very, very good going for it. And, yeah. and there's some, like, I remember um, Lance Zerline was, like, hammering the table for Harrison Bryant. And look at him. He's right. And, like, uh, significantly crappier tight ends went above him, too. So, yeah. Dalton Keene for screw catch. Uh, I'm going to go with Cesar Ruiz looking like a hit. Um, yeah. start, started, at, started at right guard against the Panthers. Um the type the type of performances if I didn't tell you who's playing you wouldn't know but just because he's Mister Consistent like mm-hmm. not mauling anyone no like Mackay Becton highlight hits but uh, getting on his man driving him downfield chipping working to the second level um, pass protection he's just Mister Clean yeah he uh, I I must I know they're banged up up front but I. I I'd be surprised if he is not just the starting right guard going forward. He's looked um, like a vet the second he got plugged yeah. in, and he, the kind of like, you he, know, he, getting moved in the and Jaylen, out of the lineup is hard. He's the he's the Jalen Johnson of the uh, offensive guys. Just Mister Consistent when he's in there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who looks like a miss? Hey, I went here last week, but I, he deserves it, and I deserve to look dumb again. T Higgins again because man, he's stringing together big time games. Uh, five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown, which was sweet, where he, like, he rodeoed around and broke the tackle to get in. He looks way better after the catch than I expected. He's getting separation. I was way too low on him. I'm not going to keep bringing this up, but he deserved it again, uh, and I deserve to look dumb because he's been way better than I expected. And it, it, like, 
took a couple weeks to get come on. And I think that's just Burrow and him, uh, you know, meshing more. And it's here, and it looks beautiful. And you touched upon it already. Just, like, getting him on those out routes and those sideline stuff and making tough catches. And, uh, yeah, better after the catch. And, the, the, you know, they run him a bit, too. It's um, He looks like a long-time starter there, man. Uh, I'm going to shock the world again with this pick. I'm going to go with Packers safety and seventh-round pick Vernon Scott. Okay. He he is, I think, going to be their Morgan Burnett going forward. Okay. Um, the, the way he's used, he's like their, their dime linebacker. He comes out of the box. Uh, really physical player on the line of scrimmage. Had a nice TFL against Texans. Covering tight ends. Um, long, physical safety. I I totally whiffed on him when I when they took him. I mean, it was the seventh round. I thought just a like a core special teams guy. I I had no undrafted grade on him, and uh, here he is making impact as a rookie, more of an impact than like hundreds of people drafted above him. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a miss for me. I got a big hit for you later in the show. Speaking of the seventh round, though, you're gonna love it. I, I was ready for you to be like, yeah, well, actually, me, Vernon Scott, top 100 no, player on no, my board. It was also, I wasn't there either. <laughs> I um, barely even remember you, him. Yeah. You know what else I barely even remember? The days of having nose hair. Because Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker, nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. I can't say that so. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking into those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes. Manscaped's forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs, and killing yourself by pulling out your your nose hair with your fingers. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers, AJ? No, because I'm still here, baby. Yeah, and that might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Uh, Comment, AJ? Probably. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. That's a higher percent than Isaiah Simmons will ever play in an NFL game. (laughs) And the other 21% are liars. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Thank you, Manscaped. Go go whack your weeds. Um, And guess what? Although the World Series might be over by the time you listen to this, football is not. It's in full effect, especially because the Big Ten's back, and that's the best conference to gamble on. And the Pac-12's gonna be back soon so <laughs> friday nights you're alone and you're sad you don't gamble because maybe you have a problem but if you don't have a problem gamble because it's fun uh and if you're not at a game this year probably shouldn't be because of covid just bet on games armchair bet online today promo code armchair <laughs> i think i broke there 
I don't know what's happening. AJ, who needs to step up in this rookie class? Um, uh, um, speaking of broke, he's not. He's been good. But honestly, I'm putting Javon Kinlaw, but I think I'm putting here because we haven't talked about him at all. I do think like he's yeah. he, he'd be in like the outplay the boxcar category if we had that on this episode, but we don't. So it, it, I don't Sorry, think. AJ, fuck. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Adjust these fucking segments. No. Um, he's, he's been good, but it, it's time to turn those almost plays, those pressures, those he's nearly there on the backside into real impact plays. Uh, the Niners are what in last place in the NFC West, but they can still make the playoffs because it's the best division in history, baby. Uh, but they do need to st- him to start making those plays and putting those, I know stats aren't that big of a deal, but putting it on the board. Um, and I'm kind of shooting my shot a bit. I bet he'll have his big breakout game against Seattle this Sunday, because uh, who doesn't? Even though the line's way better, but yeah, I, I just—it's just like he's almost there. He, it's like I want to mention him every week, but we haven't. And it's just I'm ready for him to put that two sack game up or the you know three TFLs, whatever type of game up there. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. Hey, I'll hey. stick with alignment. I'll go with Lloyd Cushenberry, the center for the Broncos. Mm. Um, Cushenberry is consistently inconsistent in pass protection. Yeah, it's been bad. Um, against the Chiefs, he he struggled with Chris Jones. I mean, that's gonna happen. But there were times where he he like he takes himself at a position. One sack of Chris Jones's came where Chris Jones, um, initially engaged with Dalton Reisner, Mm -hmm. and, and Cushenberry slid to help. But he over-pursued, and, and, and Jones just took the wide-open path to Cushenberry's right and easy sack. Yep. And that, that's that been consistently when I watch him. It's a lot of poor body positioning and pass protection, passing off to nothing being there. And just seems like a lot of confusion, perhaps, up that's front. That's interesting. I, and yeah, that's just... Like, he hasn't I, been I, gone I didn't awful. see that at all on tape. No, well, he, yeah. that... A lot of he high IQ guy at LSU. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time when he would get overwhelmed in college, it would be when he's one on one against power, and he struggled to re-anchor. But now, which has happened, like Tyson Lulu killed him. But um, seeing this stuff kind of is more worrisome. I almost I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's. I feel like when you you think a guy's got high IQ and then. I'm not saying he doesn't, but like to see him struggling this, maybe it's just rookie stuff, and maybe he's just not gelling yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought that up. Something, uh, something interesting to watch. Uh, I also put AJ Dillon because even with Aaron Jones out, they like like Jamal Williams was the guy. Yeah. Um, AJ yeah. Dillon had five carries for 11 yards against the Texans, and when he was in on those carries, he's just like smashing full speed mm-hmm. into the offensive line. Like yeah, he does nothing. His legs looked huge though, so I don't know. But Jamal Williams has been good, like really good. Jamal, but we knew that. We knew Jamal Williams was a really solid NFL backup, really good pass protector, yep. uh, physical physical inside runner. He He's lost weight he to provide to. more juice. Ca- yeah, exactly. Like Him and Aaron Jones were not a running back duo that needed a second-round pick yeah, to join them. At all. And Jamal Williams has gotten better, like like he kind of just touched upon too. Yes, so. yes. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know. What I don't know, AJ Dillon would be a sick linebacker. That's all I'm saying. Uh, who's who's not ready to play? Hey, I'm going to another rookie center, and I'm comboing with his teammate Terrence Steele because I mention him every week. I'm I'm contractually obligated. 
No, but uh, starting with Biotish, I thought he struggled a lot against the Washington front. Gave up a couple hurries. Um, just, I don't know, kind of felt outmatched with the strength of the front, which uh, not something you love to see from Biotish. And then Terrence Steele, man, even worse. He's getting worse. I swear he was beat on every single pass rush, pass rush rep. That's what it felt like, at least. Responsible for multiple sacks. The Cowboys... I mean, they're a mess top to bottom, but that offensive line especially. Uh, so it's like it's it's hard to fault these guys. And Biotish hasn't been bad really in in, in you know in um, duties that he's been thrown into. Um, but it's just a mess. I, I know it's hard to fault these guys when that that whole offensive line is basically injured. But and they're blocking for you know Andy Dalton and now Ben DiNucci and the Mike McCarthy sucks and I fire him, but. Uh, yeah, just not. They they struggled a lot. They're just not ready to be in there. Uh, I'm gonna go with another Bronco here, KJ Hamler. Mm. Um, muff punt against the Chiefs struggles, really, really struggles against physicality, which was a worry coming out. Yeah. Um, I I mean part of the issue is like if Cortland Sutton was there, I think things would be going a lot smoother, right? For Jerry Judy yeah. and KJ Hamler and and Noah yeah. Fant for that matter. Um, but when you lose that Pro Bowl level wide receiver on the outside, it brings a lot more attraction to to these guys. And if Sutton was there to be that fifty fifty field stretcher, uh, do everything guy, I think there'd be so much more space underneath for Jerry Judy first of all, yeah. and it would provide KJ Hamler with a lot more outside deep shot chances. But because he's not there, that kind of disappears. That the, the defense focuses on Jerry Judy. Uh, they just kind of hammer Hamler at the line and it's game over. Um, so it's hard to blame him given the circumstances and Drew Locke didn't look very good at all. And there's, uh, I don't know, there's the Broncos defense played well, even though they gave up like, although 43 points were scored, like the chiefs, I don't think converted a third down. Damn. Snowing baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> Albert I don't know. Been I, not bad, it's, I Locke just trusts him. That's honestly that's what it is. Yeah, it kind of maybe it was maybe it was smart to bring him in too early, but it was might have been smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, best day three rookie Donovan Peoples Jones, baby. Three catches, fifty six yards, and then a sick adjustment to grab that game winner. Uh, his first catch actually came from Jarvis Landry. First of all, Jarvis Landry is insanely good throwing the football. That was a crazy throw. Like it kind of like a fadeaway to hit him there. Uh, and then like I, like that like Baker put it there, but it was just such an amazing adjustment in the you know over top the pylon and the on the side of the end zone that was awesome. Uh, I mean OBJ is obviously towards ACL, so it's gonna be interesting to see how much they get Donovan Peoples Jones the football. And again, did we did we ever figure out why he fell to the sixth round? I think it was con- like just generally the I looked at my big board. I had him in my top one hundred. Um, oh, I think it was. G- yeah. Um, I'll check now, too. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think it was generally the lack of production. And, like, I he shouldn't have fallen that far. I'm shocked he got out of the fourth round. I get why you wouldn't risk it on the third round. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, he had all of the, the, the size and the athleticism, this five-star pedigree. It just never came together at Michigan. But, I mean, I think that says more about that program, really, than it, it does about uh, – <laughs> dpj who is now going to thrive that he's in the state of ohio how funny how that works shut up but it is funny though like i, I don't know like dpj like you just i think you're right for all those reasons why he fell but we've seen receivers go 
higher with, with the NFL worse is reasons. strange. AJ, <clears throat> the NFL is strange. Why did DK Metcalf fall? Why, I don't know. right? Versus, I why don't did know, Antonio yeah, Callaway seen... go in the fourth round and DPJ went in the sixth? Why? Why did with the Laquan same Treble go in the first round? Well, no, that was that was the right pick. He just didn't put it together. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, my bad. But like, yeah, I don't know. That's just I don't know. Yeah, Apparently, evaluating's hard. That like for real though. That's a position we've seen, kind of some weird order in the last couple of years, and they've been amazing classes. But you're right, like, like JJAW. I'm the biggest JJAW fan in the world, and I've been wrong. But he went above DK Metcalf. Like, yeah, that's that? insane. That's like, what's fucking that? insane. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Stanford, they just they're the best. Um, I'm gonna go with a receiver as well for my best day three, and he also outplayed the box score. Darnell Mooney, yeah, um, three for forty against the Rams, but should have had much more. And it feels like that every week when you watch a Bears game. Foles yep. can't get him the ball deep. He destroyed Jalen Ramsey on that stutter and go that should have been at least a forty yard gain, and probably Foles couldn't him. get him the ball. Yeah, and, and uh, he has been his route running and his mm-hmm. speed. Like he looks like the perfect deep threat for a team that has a real quarterback. For real, it's like every single <laughs> that the, the shot there just came in late, and I laughed. Uh, it, like you said, every single week it feels like he's wide open on a just a fucking awesome deep route, uh, whether it's a nine or you know a, a corner or whatever or a post, and Foles just can't get him the ball. And this one was like less on Foles and more on the offensive line. It was just a nice blitz, but um, yeah, it's it's it sucks <laughs> that they can't get the ball to him. Um, best UGFA rookie. <laughs> James Robinson, baby. You already talked about him. Uh, he's one of my favorite rookies. Uh, but also, I had him as my deep sleeper, so I'm going to keep patting myself on the back. And he's just, he, he, like you said, he's the, the, the go machine right now for that Jags offense. And The go machine. That's a sick nickname, AJ. <laughs> I have no idea what it means, but it came out, and I love it now. Uh, what I wanted to say about the Jags offense early, it's like, they're fun to watch, and like, Jay Gruden's doing like a pretty good job, but it's kind of like Minshew's just like it's just so close. Like he's missing these throws, and it feels like they could be doing. He doesn't way have better. the arm. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And yeah, that's just going to the conversation we had earlier. Do you have someone that's not James Robinson here? I do. I do. I do. Awesome. Awesome. Marquez oh. Callaway. Oh yeah, he's playing way more. Yeah. What do you have? What do you he, have this uh, week? Eight for seventy-five. Damn, that's a good game. Yeah, him and Deontay Harris were used heavily uh, with both Sanders and Michael Thomas out. Like Alvin Kamara is like the go-to pass catcher, but yeah, like Callaway looked good. Like he's gonna carve it a long career in the NFL, I think, and he's shown he can be a, a at least above-average punt returner thus far yep. too. Um, again, a receiver lacked production in college, but. The athletic makeup is impressive, and there were flashes in college, but never all came together. You get this guy UDFA, and now he's uh, he's gonna make an impact. Like, and like, I don't think he's gonna be a starting receiver or anything, but this is a guy who's gonna stick around as a, a wide receiver four or five who who can provide um, depth and special teams upside. They're so good at finding those UDFAs. They they keep doing they, such a good job. They are rookie who flashed. I got two. Uh, first of all, in his first game, Denzel Mims, baby. Four catches, 42 yards. Love the Jets in both stats. Uh, uh, Jameson Crowder was out, so he's kind of like the guy there. Uh, wasn't like a super impressive game, but I thought for a guy who's on a terrible offense, uh, looked pretty good. And like, 
it didn't feel like it was his first career game. I know that's something to kind of a kind of a weird thing to say for a wide receiver, but I, I think that's that's a very promising start for a guy that they took what the second round, right? So that's great for the Jets. Um, and we barely seen any of this Jets rookie class, so kind of just a loss here for a lot of them. Uh, anyway, you go to your guy, and I'll bounce back to my second guy. Okay, well, I, I had put Isaiah Simmons, but we talked about him. Um, how about Alex Highsmith, the Steelers' uh, third-round rookie edge? And he's a guy who started the season as the kind of the fourth edge in that rotation, obviously with Watt and Dupree there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, he's overtaken Olaf for the third spot. And, and um, he's shown enough. Like, they're not going to be able to afford Bud Dupree. Uh, anyway, but yeah. I think he's sh- he's shown enough that they're going to be confident in him replacing Bud Dupree. Obviously, not to that level, but the he he's his development has come along strong. He's a high effort player. He's looked really good as a run defender, um, like consistently out there setting the edge, plays with his hair on fire. He he's like he's got to continue to develop the pass rush, but I, I like what I've seen from him. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll, I'll stick with a, a third round pass rusher who. Just had the one big TFL on the fourth down, Terrell Lewis, who... Yeah, uh, that's a good uh, pick. Yeah, I just want to see him get on the field there more, because that was a great play, and I think he got credit with a, another QB hurry. Um, Leonard Floyd's kind of contributing, so it, maybe it's a little little hard, but yeah, just keep getting him out there for the Rams. Um, I will give you a Charger who was one of my favorite, like, random guys at, uh, at Virginia last year, Joe Reed. Yeah. They got him involved on the jet sweep. He had, it was just two carries for 14, but he scored a touchdown. And I think as that motion, jet motion guy, um, he's yep. going to be fun. I They can't run the ball regularly without Austin Eckler, so let's get Joe Reed involved a little more and get the, the jet motion really working. Teams that don't use the jet motion a lot are stupid, and uh, I think it's obvious that they are. Yeah, I mean, hey, my Steelers started using it. Shadow Matt Canada, future Matt Canada, baby. Head, f- future head coach somewhere, um, and, and it's working well. It's like I don't know why you wouldn't like consistently use it. It seems stupid not to, like you said. I uh, out of nowhere, Rook. Okay, this is yours, baby. Uh, get ready to pat yourself on the back, Dane Jackson, your boy from Pitt. Started yes. opposite of Trey White. Uh, early yes. in the game, had a big PBU to prevent the Jets from converting on a third on the goal line. Nice play. It was actually against Mims. Uh, and then, just before half, had his interception. I don't know what Darnold was throwing to, but uh, he pulled off the flat, and I think Darnold was already throwing a tr- double coverage, and then Jackson was underneath it and had an easy pick. But, dude, look, I know I know it's the New York Jets, but he, he looked legit competent and good. And this was a big game from a seventh-round guy in his – First time really getting any playing time. So, uh, big hit for the Ronald. Uh, I love I, I, Gene Jackson. Yeah, you had, you had him you had him pretty high. So, that's that's a that's a good look for you. Um, my I don't know where Rook is Packers rookie linebacker Chris Barnes, who mm-hmm. actually ended up leaving with an injured shoulder about halfway through the game against the Texans. But uh, prior to that, all over the field, eight tackles, had a sack, looked good blitzing, really high-energy guy. Their linebacker situation is a little strange. I think the, th- the three best linebackers they have are Ty Summers, Chris Barnes, and uh, Kamal Martin, who's also a rookie. Um, and, and I'm hoping that kind of – yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I'm hoping that kind of settles in as the the guys. Like he, He's played know, quite a lot for the Packers this year. 
Christ. Yeah, he has been because they don't have good <laughs> inside linebackers. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think ultimately Kamal Martin, Ty Summers are, are the two there, but Barnes kind of again out of nowhere, you, uh, undrafted out of UCLA, and he he looks like a good depth player to have around. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, start the rook. He's barely gone on the field the last week. I don't, he, I don't think he got a single snap this week. He had one last week. Cam Akers. Like, I'm not saying Henderson's been I think been he's great. bad, AJ. Okay, well, look. You, you were higher so, on well, him. Yeah, well, then why would you want to start him over Henderson? I'm not. I'm just saying get him involved, man. It's called start the rookie, AJ. Learn the rules. Well, it's mine is get the rookie involved. Uh, but, like, when you're controlling a game, <laughs> when you're controlling the game like they were against the Bears and all they were doing is running the ball and he couldn't get a single carry, like, come on, man. Like, mix him a bit in there, Jonathan. I don't get it. I don't know what happened. And, and he said he was going to mix him in, so I don't understand. We lied to you, AJ. Uh, mine is Chiefs rookie linebacker because these are all rookies, and it's called Start the Rook. <laughs> Willie Gay. He like, like he is their most athletic linebacker by mile. Yes. He he had a, a, a wicked you know like when you watched Willie Gay at uh at Mississippi State where he'd shoot a gap and just destroy a human. Yeah, once in a while, and then or like just absolutely thump a dude on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, he 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 had the, he just destroyed a human for a huge TFL. Yeah, he broke up two passes Dang. earlier in the year. He he had a pump block. I'm ready for Willie Gay to just be like he he's basically a partial starter at this point for the Chiefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like the play has increased. Um, it's his play. Sorry, his snap percentage has kind of been all over the place. This was his most snaps, and he looked great against the Broncos. How many? Like, how just many did that, he get this week? I think he he was over fifty percent. Okay, yeah, because I think he for the first like, time, what, for the first time, like twenty, yeah, usually it, it's been all over. Last week it was like eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think he's like, which I, I know you agree with this. He's clearly the most athletic linebacker, mm-hmm. and uh, he provides so much aggression too. I I know he's very like raw in terms of instincts and reading keys and whatnot, but. He's better than having fucking Anthony Hitchens out there just ta- making a million tackles six yards downfield or giving up a catch and making a tackle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Willie yeah. Gay provides you with something your defense needs. No, for sure. And, like, like I'm looking at the snap counts right now. Like, what's his face? Ben Niemann plays, like, in the 20s or 30s snaps a game. So, that's so sick. It's like, I could do that for them. I think you are Ben Niemann. <laughs> I can't never say his name. I'm just... Any Neiman? any white guy with hair to his shoulders is me, and that's, I am them. That's correct. If you ever see one of those people on the street, say hi because it's Rob. 